You're listening to Human Hackers, where we talk human and online. With Phil Richards and Ian Hopkinson. Here we are for episode two, the challenges of finding your identity, creation. I'm really excited about this, Phil. <laughs> it's the second step in the process, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it as well. And it's, again, it's one of those things that we experience in life, and I guess all we're doing here is really talking about what our experiences have been in relation to this stage of the process. How did you think the first episode went? I think for a first episode, it wasn't too bad. I guess it illustrates the, the whole journey that we're on and, and what we're really about. And that is, you know, you can think about these things for a long time, contemplate, talk to others about it, do the planning, do all those things, but not until you get the first episode out, in the case of a podcast, do you really start to develop. And, and, and there's also momentum that gets created too. Once, you know, getting, getting one episode up, there's momentum that says you need to deliver the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth, um, yeah. and then refine it every time. Yeah, absolutely. And we've already got a few listeners, which is great. Your mum probably had a listen and my mum <laughs> is is on there too. And if they both listen you know, twice, then we've got four four listens on the podcast. Well, like, they can share it with their uh, social groups as well. And so that should multiply the, uh, the listenership by a, a fairly large factor. That's right. And what a great demographic that um, we'd be kicking off with as well. Well, that's right. And I guess you look at the experience of that group of people. Uh, it's something we probably don't acknowledge in our current society, I don't think, as much as we should. Uh, we always seem to grow up thinking we know more than everyone else that's older than us. Um, that, that group of people got a lot, lot of knowledge to share to Ian. So they'd be nodding their heads and, and saying, yeah, I can relate to that. They may, they may not understand some of our rabbit holes that we went down completely, <laughs> but hopefully, hopefully some acknowledgement. Well, the realities are we don't always understand the rabbit holes either, Ian. That's the point of the show, really. It's more about, <laughs> it's, well, it's not. It's just about expressing. And yeah. as we express, we explore. And invariably, we come up with new ideas in our case or new yeah. ways to integrate and, and innovate. So, But if you don't start expressing, you're not going anywhere. True. So in the last episode, we, we covered the contributors. We did. So that was, that was about becoming aware on a very basic sense, I suppose, of what the contributors are to identity, realising that in ourselves and also realising that's the same way that we tend to create an identity for other people around us. Right. I took you down a few rabbit holes in that in that episode. We'll try not to meet Alice in Wonderland on this on this one. It it is a challenge though, and that's I guess why doing this series is important as well. And that there's so many seemingly disparate areas that relate to things around this human piece and then ultimately translate to the online space. And they're all intrinsically linked. And so you do tend to engage that way. Once you start to get into one part of that that matrix, if you like, um, there's a natural tendency to want to explore the other parts as well. And it becomes confusing and at times too much detail, it means it becomes meaningless. So we're trying to navigate that surface level first. It's also, well, I find a fascinating subject and there's a lot of things that we do that we don't think about um, to this level. And so when you get into a discussion around this stuff, you start seeing or being reminded of the possibilities and the power that we have you know, in our hands and in our minds, really. And the big thing for me out of that last episode is that we are the creators and 
that's why it's awesome really to be talking about creation in this episode. Well, it is. And when it becomes very personal, um, you know, and, and you've got that live issue, that relevance, the context, the meaning, it's then it's probably got the highest probability it's going to propel you towards action, which ultimately is the only thing, full stop, in bold, underline, 96-point font, the only thing that's going to get you a different result. And so that building that knowledge and that understanding is part of that process, but ultimately we're looking to lead people down the line of action. And we're experiencing these same things ourselves as we develop this podcast. So <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not as though it's sort of like experts talking about this thing that's new, been newly discovered. A lot of this material and understanding has been around for a long time, even though in some ways science has caught up with history um, around, you know, what we're doing, what people were doing many thousands of years ago, I suppose, uh, science is starting to prove that that what they were doing was correct. Ultimately, it's understanding, stepping out of, I guess, of our current story and understanding that it is only a story and therefore we're in a place where we can start to change that story and manifest something completely different, which is sort of the first takeaway that we're looking at here, which is the building self-knowledge. What does that mean? Like, How do we build self-knowledge? Well, probably the first thing I think is important for, for those that are listening in is that the way we frame this is self being me or you. Uh, and then another level out is the online identity. And then yep. another level out is the actual organizational identity as well. So when, when I talk about building self-knowledge, I could be saying building knowledge of myself. I could be saying building knowledge of my online identity. I could be building knowledge of the organizational identity. So the process becomes pretty much the same. Probably the key first step, I think, to building self-knowledge in that sense is to understand what you've got now. And it's very hard to see what you've got now when you're actually in it. And this is the space that most entrepreneurs get stuck and that they end up in it. They end up living the business world, if you like. They lose track of the bigger view. They lose situational awareness. They get stuck up in the or tied up at least in the story. Yeah, um, and and that makes it very hard to see exactly what's going on. So, that building self knowledge, and we we alluded to this a little bit in the first episode, but a key part of building self knowledge is establishing that second perspective, that observer position, to actually understand what is actually going on now. So, how do we do that? Because I know that in the business world, there's a whole there's the whole cliche, you know, working in the business, not on the business, and Normally for, for a, a case like that, it involves having a, a planning session or a planning day, coming up with some you know, key objectives of where you're going and what you want to achieve, all that sort of thing. How do we do that for ourselves? One of the challenges of what you've just outlined there is that we, we tend to have, so we've got the, the business story, the way of operating, the tools we use, the whole, the whole uh, list of contributors to that business it remains pretty much the same. So we're going in with a standard toolkit, if you like, and trying to get a different result. So one of the key things, that second perspective means you need to get a perspective from outside that space to start with. Because chances are, if you've got a lot of conditioned people operating within the same space and that conditioning's being reinforced, then chances are you're not really going to come up with too many new ideas. There's going to be lots of things that you're going to be missing. So the important first step of building self-knowledge is actually sort of stepping outside of that if you're able to. Some people can do that better than others. And the mindfulness, it's all a, all a matter of getting uh, that observer position, being completely aware of what you're doing. 
yep. um, which is fine in its own right. But one of the challenges of that is that sometimes that awareness of what you're doing is still within the same old pattern that you had before. And the ability to come up with something new out of that can still be quite challenging. So you might know, you might become aware of what you're doing in some ways, the evidence of behavior, if you like, but you, you won't necessarily know what to do next to change it because you may not know where it's coming from. So it requires a lot of effort to then shift that pattern. Yes. And we talked a bit about in the last episode with performance, it's built in that there's that revision and reflection um, you take that observer position naturally, but it's when you're caught in the whirlwind of running a business or, or even building your own personal brand, whatever it might be, it's hard to step back sometimes. And I think what you're talking about there is really, really crucial to develop that. It's different for everybody, I suppose, as to how you take that time and get that part of your, your daily habits and, and self-management. Well, I think one of the key things you mentioned there is time and that the, the pressures that we place upon ourselves or allow ourselves to experience in the world, one of the key ones is time. And, and that's backed up with being, in quotes, an entrepreneur or a business person and you're expected to work hard and, and all the rest of it. Um, we, we've got a tendency to, to get caught up in that loop. And so the last thing we want to do is put time aside for something that, isn't seemingly productive. We'd rather just focus on something else and work really hard on something else rather than understanding what we're already doing. So we tend to get caught up in a loop then of, of um, you know, going out there and, and essentially playing the same game again and again and repeating it, repeating it, repeating it, but never stopping. And I think one of the key things to building self-knowledge is to actually stop. And sometimes the stopping only occurs when the world, you know, gets the big stick out and puts it in the spoke of the, uh, the bike wheel when we fall off <laughs> and uh, we have some major event in life and we stop. And then it tends to cause us to step out because we get out of that normal environment. We suddenly start to see things we weren't seeing before. And I think if you look at grounded people or, you know, the you know, authentic people, if you like, um, invariably they've got a, a story that has some major life event at some point where, where they did actually fall off that bike. And they hit hard and they had some major issue which may have been life-threatening or some other highly emotionally stressful event of some kind. Those people have tended to be able to then step out and say, okay, what was really going on? Have they had that experience of, of getting out of the normal routine, the normal habits of their life, and they can suddenly see their life for what it is. And I know I've been in that place myself um, in oh, the, yeah. uh, the mid-90s, you know, where... I'm a fairly independent individual and uh, I had a motorcycle accident and, and that laid me up for a while, but it meant that I, I had to depend on other people to do things for me. And that caused me to sit back and look at the world in a completely different way. And what we're talking about on this podcast in this, in this first takeaway, this building self-knowledge piece is understand that you don't really want to have that event happen in order to get this, this self-knowledge sorted out. You really want to be in a place where you actively work and deliberately take action to create an environment where you get to discover these things without the, the drama and the trauma and the emotional charge. And so it's a deliberate act to do this, to stop, to step out and say, what is really going on here? And ask someone else. Ask someone else what's going on because they're more likely to be able to see it than you are in that environment. 
But you need yep. to be brave enough to open up about that in the moment so they can understand some of the dynamics and can ask questions that you're probably afraid to ask yourself. And, and that's, that's a key part of this building self-knowledge. If you can't do it in your own right with mindfulness and be able to get that observer position, invariably it means you get to use someone else to do it. Yeah, and I see this in the business context all the time. Either brands or businesses not wanting to slow down to, to do some planning or, or strategic work. And what you talked about there as well is some sort of traumatic event um, shouldn't, shouldn't happen, you know, shouldn't need to happen for them to realise that. So many major catastrophes with some of the work that I do could have um, online could have, could have been avoided, such as being taken out of the search engine, for instance. You can imagine that's a pretty traumatic event for a business to basically be non-existent on Google. Yep. Um, and, of course, I'm the guy that gets the phone call. Can you help? Yeah, of course I can help you, but in, in the back of my mind I'm thinking, ah, oh, not this again. Why, why do we get to this stage before we have a realisation that we need to go through, carefully go through a process of finding the right people to work with and working collaboratively in a in a way that's um, easy for the easy for the development um, and most of that is means thinking slowing down taking time the the brands that do well are the ones that have this as part of like it's built into their DNA the ones that you know have these traumatic incidents are the ones that have uh, people who just want to race ahead, like you were saying. Mm. Well, and, and in your space, in the online space, the, the, the one that's probably even a little more dramatic and more deeply seated is reputation management in well, the sense that the, that the, <laughs> the reputation uh, is probably, in an online sense, that word reputation sort of means the online reputation, but ultimately that leads directly back to you know, some of the belief and value systems and the, the past actions, all those things we're talking about for identity of the people in the business. Yep. Where there's, there's things going on. So it's not, it's not, it's no longer just this business and this online space and this online identity. It actually comes straight back to the individuals that are actually behind the business. That's a way more powerful and stronger link that when compromised causes an equivalent a tsunami of, of drama and, and trauma. So That's right, yeah. And when these things happen in a reputation sense, it's, it's absolutely devastating um, much of the time. Um, and what do we do? We start to look at the root cause, which is all this stuff that we're talking about. How, mm. do, we, how do we revisit that? How do we reflect on what the, the main core issues are that we need to work on there to ensure that this doesn't keep happening. Yeah, which, which starts to, to enter that space where it is, it, it can be quite challenging for people in that sort of space, which sort of neatly leads into the second takeaway. Oh, that's great. <laughs> we'll be back shortly with Human Hackers. is all about challenging the identity so the first takeaway build self-knowledge so it's understanding 
know, what the contributors are from the first episode, but it's understanding where you're starting to manifest those, those particular personality traits or choosing which skills and knowledge or understanding why you've done things in the past. That's it, building that self-knowledge. The challenge, the identity is sort of the first step in exploring who you can become. And, and it, it embraces the, one of those first principles from the first takeaway, that is that you are in control. You are the creator of your own identity. It is your choice to do that. Um, people just normally don't realise that it is a choice and they can take hold of that and make it happen because generally it's too scary for them. So the second step here, the, the second takeaway, the challenge, the identity is about literally exploring what is possible. So giving up on who you were and deciding to become someone else. It might only be for five minutes, 10 minutes, might be half a day, might be a day and a half, it might be a week. But to actually live, if you like, a different life in that moment and see what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that I find sometimes hard it's hard for to get individuals or a business to to do that but when they're in the session um or in the in the moment and it's unfolding there's excitement in the room <laughs> there's excitement in the room they they're really starting to think about what the the core the core essence is and most of the time there are elements of their essence that they they revisit and get excited about. And then it's just building on some of the other pieces uh, to differentiate themselves in the marketplace in a business sense. Um, But that goes back to what we were talking about in the first episode. This is this evolution of style. And and there's going to be expression to back that up. And, you know, I I can't help thinking of another analogy because my world is analogies and acronyms, it seems. Um, I think I'm addicted to both. But I was imagining sitting back in a, say, a, you know, a, a theatre, if you like, movie theatre or, you know, any, any sort of live theatre, I suppose, where, you know, you can be sitting back there, the observer, watching and necessarily enjoying or not enjoying what's what's happening on the screen or on the stage. But then when you get up on stage and need to express, that's when the challenge really starts. So this second takeaway, this, this challenging the identity, means going from sitting in the audience thinking about who you can be, realising you've got control, thinking about who you can be, to actually getting up on stage and actually being who you think you can be and then seeing what the audience does. Yep. And, you know, this is, this is a really challenging second step for people and, and, and it's particularly challenging when it comes down to business as well because not only is there a, you know, potential damage emotionally where we feel shame or whatever if we're not accepted, but there's invariably some financial um, consequence of not being accepted in a, in a business sense. So that movement from the observer sitting in the chair, you know, watching the, the movie or watching the, the live theatre to getting up on stage and actually performing, actually being that person, you know, not, not because you need permission to be that person, but you can just go up and do that anyway. Everyone is capable of that. Absolutely. There's an old, saying when back in my music days we used to say a gig is worth 10 rehearsals Mm. and it's just so true because you can be in the back rooms and you know jamming away and trying to come up with riffs and style and all that sort of thing but until you actually get up and engage with an audience you don't really know where you're at no which is which is an important part of the whole process and so it's it's being brave enough to even 
well, number one, realize that you can make the changes. Number two, start to put some thinking around what they need to look like. And number three, stepping out there and making a play on it. And that's what the second step is about, is about challenging that identity that you've chosen to create in your head. So in other words, go and live it for a little while. Just change it. Don't get caught up in the box all the time about this you now this limited view of who you think you are, you know, which defines what you can do and what you can't do. Step out there and just give it a go. And we've probably never been in a better environment to enable that when we start talking about any virtual space right now, which is linking the human to the online. We, we can easily create something else that we can try out in the marketplace. But that, that poses another question too, though, Ian, and that when we look at an organisation and we look at the humans behind it that then manifest in the online identity, you know, we tend to want to put the on, online identity out and actually trial it and see what the feedback is because it's external to us. Whereas in reality, that identity is based on who the people are and what the culture is of the business behind it. So in some ways, we might be better off putting the people out there first and talking to the marketplace. There's a concept. We so can talk to the people that are the recipients of our product and actually ask them, what do they think? Yeah. You know, which is the third takeaway conveniently. You're listening to Human Hackers. Stick around. So you can accept feedback. So, so it's, it's actually saying, well, let's acknowledge that on the other side of the online space, we have a human being, we have a customer that's buying, we have a human being that's ultimately delivering a service in, in most cases. So why don't we get those two talking? Why don't we be brave and upfront as a business owner or as an employee of a business and actually go and talk to the, the end user and truly understand where they're at, what they need, and then define our online identity around that instead of hiding, hiding or just using the online identity and making that sacrificial because it happens to be external to us. Well, that's the thing. I mean, technology and the online space is a great enabler, but still interacting with the people is the best way to understand, uh, well, get, get, feed, get real feedback and then be able to respond to that. I, I think it's great what you said there. I think of startups, especially some of the startups I was, I was helping in, in LA and in the very early stages to them, it was all about coming up with a brand and a logo and, you know, here's the problem we're solving and look, all the, all these are great things. These are the sorts of things that all the accelerators around take people through these processes. There was very rarely a discussion about who the people are, what their capabilities are, what they, what their own purpose is. Is there alignment there? There isn't over time, especially if you're going into to business with people and your co-founder, et cetera, over time you do grow apart. It's a relationship. <laughs> if, you, if you haven't got alignment in the first place and you don't have that defined or at least discussed at the beginning, uh, then the business isn't going to be a success. No, not, not at all. And, and, and that's, you know, and, and again, you know, the terminology we're using and where we're at as individuals on this podcast, even, you know, this is a challenge in, in many ways, putting it out there where there'll be people listening that want to be critical of what we're saying. And you know what, that's fine. <laughs> that doesn't, that doesn't particularly worry me because bring, bring it on. There's, yeah, there's, well, there's a way people can send us audio messages on 
a lot of the platforms too now, and we welcome those. Mm. It's all it's all part of the deal, and so we're we're stepping out there in terms of rather than just talking about the principles and the concepts and hiding behind academia and research and science and all those things. We're sort of going out there, probably more like a if anything, more like a grounded theory researcher that sort of doesn't necessarily go and you know pick up all the current um, theories about how things are working and then try and prove them in the real world. They actually go out and interact and talk to people and discover what the patterns are. And and that's just about going and doing something. So this is so like that, a master's degree in life or something, is it? It is, but it's it's not a again, there's no mystery in that the way. And that's the thing. This this is this is this is the purpose of what we're doing here. It's about actually getting out there and and mentioning these things and putting a fairly basic structure around them to prompt and stimulate thinking and gain some clarity for people that are listening in. Yep. And and it's about us putting ourselves out there as part of that process because there's going to be things we're talking about here that the people listening in say, I get that. And I know, I know in my mind when I've been doing exactly what you've been talking about. I know when I get to the point where I'm thinking about doing something and have this little conversation in my head about why I can or I can't do it, what the risks may be, and then I choose to step away from that opportunity. And it's those critical moments that people need to make a change in what they do. And if that means us being the sacrificial lamb, quite frankly, in this whole process, I don't care. Yeah. Because it's about putting the message out there. And people can offer criticism, make it constructive. That That's fine. That feeds back into the loop. But the whole point of the third takeaway is that seeking that feedback and then accepting what's being said doesn't mean it's necessarily right. But don't push it away just because it's different from your normal thinking. Yeah. But you need to be brave enough to put yourself out there first. And that's, I guess that's the key of this identity building process we're talking about here. Remembering that the context of this is not uh, just about us as individuals either. It's about how that flows on or maps over the top of the online identity and the organizational identity as well. Well, I've had, you know, I've had an experience of that just in creating the, the music for the podcast, asking people around me for their, for their feedback. Um, and some of the feedback I got was, oh, that guitar's too loud there. And I thought, it's glorious, the guitar. What are you talking about? Um, so I didn't necessarily like the feedback straight away. No, there um, is that moment, isn't there? There's when, that when moment. Feedback like that, and it's sort of like, okay, what do I choose to do here now? <laughs> that moment, yeah, where you spent you spent serious time thinking about it, chiseling away at it, um, and and they say, well, no, that doesn't work, and you have to step back and re-listen and go, okay, no, fair point, and I did take on some of that feedback and improved a few things. And um, they even came back to me and said, wow, you really accepted the feedback well. And I like that you incorporated my suggestion. Mm. And I said, well, isn't that how this works? Mm. And, mm. and they were quite surprised by, um, is it vulnerability or is it just letting go of the outcome again and to get a good result, no matter what, letting the ego stay out of this equation i think it comes back to the relationship in the end that we feel like we've got with other people it's that belongingness thing kicking in again and you know whether it's um feedback you mentioned uh whether it was about you know the ego getting in the way or just accepting the feedback or what it was that was triggering it and i think in the end essentially 
it doesn't matter how it comes to you, how the feedback comes to you. It's all about how you choose to frame it and take it at the time. And I know in my case, there's certainly moments when I'll be given feedback and I'll definitely have to stop. <laughs> there's definitely a critical point when I get that feedback where it's like, okay, right, stop. I feel that little bit of resistance kicking it. Yeah. It's like, just stop, stop, step back, sort of two steps back, take yep. a couple of breaths. Okay. I need to listen to this. You're listening to Human Hackers. They're bothering to offer me that feedback. I need to listen to this and I need to understand why they're giving me that feedback. So it might be yeah. something I'm missing. It might be something they're missing. But if I go into defensive mode, as soon as I, I get that seemingly negative, this is feedback that I'm not really agreeing with moment then invariably I'm probably going to be cutting off or closing down an opportunity that that person's given me. So yeah. it's really important to, to take that feedback on board. Like I said, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that they're right. They could be way off the mark, but if you close it down, you'll never know. No. So, and, and I like to have discussion, you know, around, okay, like you said, you know, why are you saying what you're saying? And also explain, well, here's, here's why I, ended up with what I, what I have here. Um, the guitar comes in at this time because of this. And I, I love it because it, straight away they come back and go, yeah, but it's still too harsh or it's still too this or that. And it's just like we said earlier, there's another angle, an external point of view that is absolutely critical when you're so close to what you're doing that stimulates a review and, being able to go through that process as much as you need to go through it for whatever the project is that you're working on or it's a business or yourself, being able to go through that process and be willing to do that as many times as it takes to improve is liberating. Mm. And, and, and it's, <laughs> it feels it's good, good. To, to be on the journey. And, and take that initial action to get that process started and, and make everything deliberate. And it's like like setting uh, you know, setting a in a position to set a budget. I was talking to someone about this the other day. Like you know, where do you choose to set the budget? You set it at the same level as last year, say in terms of sales, same level as last year, or you get a feel for the market and it's going to be at a certain level. So you set the budget a bit below, so you know you can get it, or you set it a bit above, so there's a bit of a challenge. You know, and a lot of the world is setting it at the same or lower. Yeah, people are really going places are the ones that are actually setting it a bit higher because they they're willing to get it wrong, they're willing to have a bit of a bit of a mini drama go on, but they know darn well that each time they do that they're getting stronger. And again, this is no new news in the marketplace. People know this that the question is how do you get them to do it? How do you push well, them past that point? Exactly. And I've had some really good discussions lately with say marketing strategies, particularly where I'll say, look, there needs to be a part of your budget within the marketing that is experimental. Call it the lab, call it whatever you want to call it, but you are going to try things and they're not going to work. But the the amount you're going to learn from that and how you feed that into the rest of your marketing is going to be absolutely critical to evolving, innovating. There you go. We've got through two episodes and it's the first time we've used the word innovate. Mm. Um, and that's has to be, especially with the, in an online context now um, and the amount of technology that we've 
we're developing, that has to be your attitude. It's, it's, it's almost critical to survival now in, a, in, a, in an online business sense. Well, the thing is the world's moving faster too. There's all these dichotomies in the world where, you know, we talked earlier on about stopping. The first thing to do about building self-knowledge is to stop sometimes, either get an external opinion or just stop and actually review where you're at. And, and the realities are that the time pressures of the, the rapidly changing world create a dynamic that causes us not to do that review. Mm. And so, again, this, this whole process is about getting out of the space you're in and getting a view from the outside, whether that comes from an external party or whether it comes from, from you being able to actually distance yourself and become an observer of that situation or that space, whether it's a business or yourself or an online presence for that matter. So these, these three things, the three takeaways, the build self-knowledge, the challenge, the identity, and the seek and, feed, and accept feedback work together. And that's why it's a challenge talking about these in some ways and that, you know, for example, in the, the build self-knowledge piece, there's obviously feedback there too. And the choice to go and ask someone to provide an opinion on what you're doing as an individual is an opportunity to seek feedback as well as an opportunity to accept it. So the three are intrinsically linked and work off one another. They're not sort of first step, second step, third step independently. And, and that's why this whole field in, in that human space can be quite a challenge to actually bring down to something relatively simple. And I guess to reinforce, that's where we're at. In. That's really what we're about in the podcast is to actually attempt to do that yeah. in a way that generates value for the person listening in. You're listening to Human Hackers. Stick around. I think we are doing it. This idea of being able to step this out and move through these various issues and, and challenges that we have, I'm just up for the journey. And I think that's what it has to be. I think that's ideally the, the attitude that has to be instilled, I suppose, in, in anyone listening is that give it a go. You know, just be up for the journey. It's about being outside that space as well. And and you know, and having a bigger purpose, I suppose, in that which happens to be the next episode. But the the, the purpose piece is is for my own contribution to this podcast. It's about it's about an innate desire to free people up, <laughs> and and also free myself up more as well. Because yep. the more I do that, and the more I help other people do that, the more it generates an energy that's unmistakable. You know, you can't measure it but it's unmistakable in its presence. And, and that's what then triggers the creativity, the innovation, the relationships, the performance, all those things flow out of that. So rather than living in this little capsule um, where we're releasing, you know, pushing the boundaries on that and releasing ourselves to be able to do this sort of stuff. And that's not some sort of motivational little mini speech I did then is genuinely what I think and what I believe and what I'm passionate about. And you're the same. And, and really it's bringing the human piece of that, into a form that then has online presence ultimately is what this is about too, to generate that value for the individual and or the business in that online space as well as in their own personal space. Scintillating once again, Phil. It was an interesting journey, this one. And, uh, yeah, I think we're, we're, um, we're kicking into, into another gear now. So I look forward to, talking about purpose on that next episode because that's that's something that's big a big topic in in my world with what i do um 
And I think it gets left behind sometimes with people just wanting to slap up a website or slap up a logo, as I was saying earlier. Yep. And they forget the why, they forget the purpose behind it. So really looking forward to talking about that as well. Mm. And as we build the community, it'll build more and more momentum. And that's really what it's about. It's about getting the message out there and, and you know, not as a message as in here's what you need to do, as like just something that generally stimulates people to take action and discover more of what they're capable of and then apply it to whatever field it is that they're in at the time. And that generates personal return and obviously generates a business return in the end, which ultimately keeps the wheels turning. Awesome. So Ian, the, the key takeaways for, for this episode, episode number two, uh, build self-confidence, number one. Number two, challenge the identity. And number three, seek and accept feedback. And those three together are intrinsically linked. They work off of one another. They feed into one another. And we just need to understand that dynamic of those three. And more importantly, go out and take deliberate action on those three takeaways. Awesome episode, Phil. I feel Thanks, like Bound off into the day now and try try some of this stuff. <laughs> yeah, go and do it. Thank you. Thanks, Ian. You're listening to Human Hackers. 